Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Del Tuesday, and we have another great guest to set today. Uh, this couple uh, that are coming in today are a high-tech couple. And really, if you're out there listening, this story fits the high-tech family decides to go low-tech personal involvement into business. Now, I'm sure it's not low-tech because that's not their nature. But the bottom line is they went from working in very, very high-paid corporate exec-type jobs in the tech industry to getting out there and getting involved in real estate and building their own real estate business. So we're very happy to have back again, Rajiv and Tamara Kumar out of Austin, Texas. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dell. We're excited to be on again. Thank you. Let's do this since uh, many people have not heard you before. Let's go ahead and give them your story from the beginning. Tell a little bit about yourselves, what your jobs were, and then why you decided to look into something different since you were so successful. Okay, I'll, I'll start. Um, my background is all, as you had mentioned, in high tech. I've been in high tech for about 30 years, um, engineering by training through college, and then worked at a number of semiconductor software and system companies, mostly in the area of product management. And, um, you know, I did that for a long time, really enjoyed the companies that I worked for. But what I found as I progressed through my career is that um, you would do better and better every year, but the environment within a corporation in terms of the bureaucracy and the amount of work that had to be done, it's, it's really nonstop. And we were putting in 60, 70 hours or more per week. Uh, I was doing, towards the end, a heavy amount of travel, and so that took me away from the family a lot. Um, it really wasn't fulfilling the more that I stayed in the corporate world, and it really is hard to control your own destiny. And for a lot of those reasons is why we started looking for something else. Um, and then eventually you found Lifestyles. Uh, maybe Tamara can pitch in, and we'll talk about how we found Lifestyles in a second. Tamara, you were working yeah. just as hard as Rajiv and, uh, you know, running on that little uh, the little race wheel, little mouse wheel or sitting in a cubicle. So how did you feel about all that? You know, I um, was actually I actually really enjoyed my job, to be honest with you. Um, I was there for almost 10 years, but uh, we started having children and it was at that time. Um, when I realized, you know, things needed to change and uh, we had a financial advisor handling, you know, all of our monies and I realized that uh, they were not, you know, doing a good job and we didn't have a lot of control over it. And so that's, you know, I had been listening to you for oh, probably about a year and, um, you know, decided to go to the workshop. And that's how it all started. Interesting. So 
you're sitting there. You've done exactly what your parents taught you to do. I'm sure you guys have very strong parents that said, hey, you got to get that college degree. you got to get out there, get that good job. You've got to get out there and work hard and succeed. And you did it, did it, did it, done it. And then one day you start having children, you start looking around, and it hasn't really panned out to be the long-term goal. And then you hear some wacko guy on the radio talking about nirvana, right? You know, what gets in the way of a great life, a good life, and messes with your brain. So you decided to look into us. What did you think, what did you feel when you first came in and started looking at the materials? Um, So I was the one, um, I went to a two-day seminar. Um, I was the first one to attend one, and I just felt really excited about it all. Um, I could see... The possibilities, and I really liked the fact that um, we we would have more control over our destiny doing it. And Bella, it's it's funny that um, when she first attended, she attended alone, and then came back. She'd been listening to your radio program for a little while, and then attended the two day. And she came back, told me about it, and my initial reaction was, you know, that's a hundred percent scam. It's not real. No way can be true. But uh, Tamara is a, a pretty smart lady, and so uh, she wanted me to come to a two-day with her. And so we ended up doing that uh, shortly. I think at the next one that was offered, David Fisher was teaching it, and we attended that two-day together and ended up signing up literally that weekend. I think as we went through the two-day and really understood the details and got into some of the mathematics behind it, uh, it was a very compelling argument. Uh, guys, when you came out of the two-day, what was the plan? And I'm asking this because I realize the plan actually changed somewhere in the near future after that. So let's explain to people, you came away with what plan? plan initially was pretty simple. We wanted to get enough extra money to put our kids through college. And so the idea initially was we would both continue in our jobs and we would take our investment um, cash available and invested in real estate and hopefully grow that to pay for uh, college education for both kids. Um, in our minds, we wanted to invest passively. We hadn't even thought about, you know, running, becoming a lead and running the apartment. So, Okay, so that all makes sense. And I'm just going to paraphrase it for you. I don't want to put words in your mouth. That's unsanitary, even though there's no COVID anymore. But uh, the, the bottom line is that you guys had good jobs. You had a good career. You you were living the good life. And what you saw was that your investments weren't keeping up and you wanted to diversify into something more successful. I understand that. That's a good plan. Nothing wrong with it. Yet somehow down the way, you started to change and then ultimately change that plan. What was your success or non-success with passive investment? What did you think about being passive? We thought it was great. Um, we When we joined, we were pretty aggressive in taking all of the training that uh, the program offers. And so both of us were very diligent in going through all of the training, uh, quite a few hours and, and work to do that. And then we did start to invest uh, pretty aggressively. We ended up doing things we thought we would never do, like liquidate our 401k, get out of the stock market uh, right away. And so we did that, transferred all that money into real estate investments. And over the course of the next year, two, three years, um, we did quite well with that. And most of our investments doubled over a three to four year period. Now, Tamara, I have to ask you, there must have been, well, Rajiv's the one that said this was all, you know, just a uh, 
a con job. But I'm going to ask you, what did your friends and family think about you getting into real estate, first of all, but then taking your 401ks out? I mean, that's almost sacrilegious. To- right. Yes, they um, um, thought we were crazy. Um, that's for sure. Um, didn't understand our uh, thought process. Um you know, and still today, even, you know, since we've done as well as we have, they they still question it. I have a brother that, you know, he just doesn't, um, he doesn't see the big picture. So, um, but it's, it's worked out great for us. All right. So um, let's talk about what started to change or influence you decide that you wanted to go out here and take on operating one of these businesses? The first one, I think, was just taking the training. The more we got familiar with what was involved to run these properties and the more we got educated as to how it works, it made it more familiar to us. And then we started investing passively. We also were very diligent about going to all of the different meetings um, in San Antonio and Austin for lifestyles. We would attend all the case studies, all the road trips, all the other meetups that happened that familiarity and talking to other leads, we got to the point to where we felt like we could do this as well. And I think that was the turning point after about a year or so. We said, boy, this doesn't seem as hard as we thought it may have initially. Why don't we take a step in? So I'm, I'm going to take you to a question that's really a little bit of a retro question, but it just came to my mind as you were speaking about this. I don't don't know what age you are. I don't even know your nationality. Um, But I would guess that because you've worked so hard in the high-tech industry, you came up in a family and there were a group of individuals, friends and family, surrounded core people that didn't really talk about their money or their successes openly. That's a guess. I may be wrong. If I am, you can just poo-poo that and go on down the line. But my question is, what did you think about people being totally open about the amount of money they had, about their businesses, their business experiences, and their their success habits they were sharing openly? What did, what did you think about that when you first came in? So first, you're 100% right. We weren't used to people so openly sharing details of their investments and how they get stuff done. That was absolutely complete, completely different within Lifestyles. And um, the thing that it really did for us is I think it really increased our confidence massively because we could get answers to questions that you could never get outside of Lifestyles if you were trying to do something like this. And so that, again, that familiarity, I always come back to that, that really enabled us to increase our confidence to the point to where we were willing and able to take a step forward. Tamara? Um, It just gave me the confidence that uh, we were, you know, doing the right thing. I mean, it it was just so transparent, everyone, Um, you know, and just everything that Lifestyles has in place. Uh, is very, it's meant to support everyone and not create, um, you know, a culture where we're competing against each other. We're all supporting each other and wanting us all to succeed. And, you know, I, I really appreciated it. 
Well, I'm going to bring you guys back up to where we're at in the story, and that was you decided that you wanted to do a multifamily deal yourself as a lead. You've built up a little confidence. I heard that in your conversation already. But besides having a little bit of confidence, what made you want to change your approach, your plan? For me, a lot of it was, you know, I wanted to be able to spend more time with the family. I wanted to have more control over our finances. Uh, We had been investing through a um, financial planner. And when you do that, you hand them over their money. You really don't know uh, where they're investing. Well, you know where they're investing it, but ultimately you don't know anything about the companies that you're invested in. And so you have very little control over that. So having control over the finances, having control over our time, those were two really big things that uh, motivated me to go on to the next step. All right, we'll pick it up when we get back. We'll be right back with Rajiv, Tamara, Kumar, and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Start your real estate immersion with the free workshop live online at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Remember this. Sellers, motivated sellers are found, but deals are made. A reminder from Dell Wamsley, CEO of Lifestyles Unlimited. Learn how to find those motivated sellers and get the deals done. Join our free online workshop and learn how to retire in five years or less at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show with me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Rajiv and Tamara Kumar out of Austin, Texas. Uh, currently, uh, the tally of investments that they've listed here is over 2,700 units and three apartment complexes that they manage themselves personally. Uh, the sizes of those properties are 37 units, 30 units, and 69 units, respectively. So let's talk about this decision to go in as a lead investor. Uh, Rajiv, was that you wanting to get out of work? Did you take the lead on this, or was both of you involved? How did that work? Yeah, I would say that I I probably took more of a lead in terms of wanting to do it. Um, the way we executed it is Tamara left her job first when we bought our first property, and she really was doing it full-time, and I was assisting part-time as I could. So she was more boots on the ground. Uh, we wanted to really get our own personal experience and hands dirty with the first one so we could really learn from a, a foundational level um, how these things worked. So, Tamara, background, uh, IT and taxation, not really close to customer service, renovations, sales, completely different side of the spectrum of business. Did you feel like a fish out of water or did you have it under control? Oh, a little bit. You know, the, yeah, the first few days were, um, you know, a, a little shock, but it, 
definitely, um, you know, I felt comfortable quick. Um, and I do have a, a background in customer service. I, I've basically been in customer service since I was like 15. So, um, you know, b- building good relationships uh, with folks, um, you know, the residents and vendors, um, it comes very easy for me. So, um, but it was, it, it was a good, you know, a good run. We did, we sold our first property last October or the end of September. So, um, and we now have uh, the two properties, the 30 unit and the 69 unit that we're managing. So the first one you purchased, was that a value play or a yield play or what did you think it was? I'd consider it a hybrid. It was a 1965 property. Um, the previous owner had done a lot of interior remodeling. There was some left over to do. We had to, I mean, we had to come in, correct a lot of the issues on the interior, and then really do a lot of exterior remodeling. So hybrid, I think, is the most appropriate categorization. I think the there was a few surprises as we went through, and again, a lot of these surprises are, are more probably attributed that we were brand new. There was a lot of plumbing and electrical issues, as well as a lot of woodworking issues, and I don't think we did uh, had a good understanding of those type of issues going into the project. But um, other than that, you know, the execution, we got a lot of help from our operations consultant, Teresa, during the process. I know for the first probably year or two, we were on the phone with her almost daily, um, and we got a tremendous amount of support, not only from her, but from other leads as well. That really was a big part in our, of our success. So age 65 is quite a older generation of property. I'm- don't know any other way to say it, but, um, you know, I came up, I started in the 70s stuff. I never even went to the 60s. So you started there where stuff is pretty, pretty old, you know, needs some, needs some care to bring it back to life and so forth. As you did that and work through this process, did you make any money with this project? We did. Um, we, in fact, we just uh, recently wrapped that up, and so we're really proud to say that with the project, we were able to double the investors' money over a three-year period. In fact, we had a total of about 115 percent over three years is what we were able to return, and that includes cash flow as well as the uh, gain at the end. Now I know that if you were like me, you probably went back and wrote a letter to your financial planner, sent him over all the the information, <laughs> kind of laid it out for him and <laughs> put it back in his face, right? You know, it's funny when we uh, made the and I can still remember it when we made the decision to pull our money out. Um, it was kind of a little bit difficult. The, the financial planner didn't want us to pull that out and. We had to have several meetings with him that kind of explained to him what we were doing is a little bit of a weird situation given that it is our money. <laughs> but um, we kind of had to convince him a little bit of what we're doing. He remained skeptical. He wanted to keep part of the money and say, hey, just go start slowly. But we wanted to jump off the cliff and go all in right away. But it was a pretty funny experience dealing with him on that. It's got to be strange to have people tell you you can't get your own money. Like you're, yeah. it feels like you're a little kid, right? 
No, 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 Billy. Come on. Come on, Rajiv. You don't really want to do that. Right? Tamara, talk some sense into him. Come on. You know, I can see it now. Conversations they'd have with you. So you you did the first one. You got out there. You you ran into all the, you know, aha, I've never seen this before conditions. You got through them. Spent a lot of time with Teresa, the consultant on, you know, management operations consultant. So we did that. At what point did you feel comfortable to do your second project, and what triggered that? The second was kind of interesting. Um, this was a uh, property where the operations of the property was not going very well. Uh, they had been struggling really since the onset. The property was owned by that owner for about five years. Um, it was uh, a deal where we knew the KP on the deal. Uh, he actually pulled us in as a management company and asked us to come in and run the deal as a management company. Uh, we ended up doing that, and there was an opportunity then when the ownership group decided to sell. Uh, we were stepped in and made an offer. Boy, that's strange. They weren't offended that you, you were going to buy them out? They weren't. Um, I think the group at the time, they were actually looking to get out of the deal. The deal hadn't been cash flowing, and it wasn't really doing very well uh, financially. And so the investors were looking to get out. Now, I didn't ask you this directly, but I inferred it from what you've said, that you had investors also, that this was a syndication deal for each of these? Yes, yes, that's correct. All of our deals have been syndications. Let's talk about that for a second. There's a strange concept. Not only are you trying to get your money back from the financial planner, now you're out there asking people to give you their money. Boy, what a turnaround. How did you feel about all that? For me, um, you know, we always treat receiving money from investors uh, very, very highly. It's something that we take very seriously. In terms of the process, in terms of getting money, you know, it's somewhat, um, it's not foreign, I would say, to me, just from the corporate world in terms of being able to raise money there. You know, I've been in similar situations. So I think the process wasn't new. Uh, what was new really within the lifestyles model is it being so personable, which is, you know, to me, great. Uh, we get in a situation where we know our investors, we have a relationship with them, and that's how these deals are done. And, and that is a big difference um, that we had to go through. Tell us what you thought about raising capital. Yeah, in terms of the actual raise, it was um, really super simple. Uh, Lifestyles has such a good process in place to not only adhere to things like SEC regulations to make sure we're following all government regulations, but they also have a great process to introduce investors to leads like ourselves, give uh, both sides an opportunity to get to know each other so that they can feel comfortable in Uh, investing with us, we can feel comfortable with them as a passive investor. And the diversity we got was really across the board. Um, I don't think at all people gravitated towards us that were only coming from one area, whether it's high tech or whatever else. We had an extremely diverse set of investors on all of our deals. Excellent. That's what I was wondering, uh, because you, you come out of an industry and people are comfortable. And I find when they come to case studies, the first time they're looking for people like themselves. And that's why I bring this up on the radio show even here uh, as I interview you. Um, hey, these people fit this mold. If you're coming from this mold, I'm pointing that out 
for that group of people. Now, when I get somebody else different on next week, uh, I'm looking for a completely different set of people to have a different set of people to follow them. That, I think, is important to understand about lifestyle. This is quite a mix of people. Would you agree? I fully agree. And, Dell, I think we followed the same path that you outlined as passive investors ourselves. When we first started, we were probably looking a little bit more for people like ourselves. But as we got more sophisticated, more mature in, in the investments, um, we're now very comfortable in investing with uh, who, you know, across a diverse set of leads ourselves. So I'm going to ask you a question. I know you guys are very private people, but I've got to ask this question or I would be remiss as an interviewer. Um, I know you probably don't want to give up real numbers, although some people do. Let's have an idea of what you've done with your net worth since you've started investing in real estate. I mean, is it 1x, 2x, 3x, 4x? Or do you want to give us some kind of rough numbers? Uh, This is not relevant. No one's going to hold you to it. But I'm just kind of curious for people listening. Uh, what have you done with your net worth? Because you invest both. You've already replaced your, your income. You're already out of corporate America. That part of it's obvious. But what about total net worth, which was one of the other goals you had for yourself? So I'd say our, our total net worth right now has increased probably about uh, 40% since we first started um, in, in general. Okay. But, you know, when you look at the actual investments we've made, um, and it's easiest to kind of measure the ones that we invested with and then um, owned for maybe three, four years and then sold. For those investments that we've been going full cycle on, those have doubled in value in about three or four years. Well, all that tells me is you didn't invest enough money. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny because that is one of the things that I get asked all the time as you move up in your in your. Um, business and you get to be more like Curtis and myself who really we have a family office we don't really get out there and invest anymore although my wife tinkers with her apartment complexes but other than that we don't get down in the dirt anymore but people ask us well how much cash do you keep available and uh, you know how, how liquid are you and those are the questions you start asking when you get to the end of the show, not at the beginning of the show. So um, it looks like you guys kept quite a bit of stuff diversified into other stuff. If you had a 100% plus return on all your investments and only a 40% net worth gain. So I'm just telling, I'm just sharing that not for you because you obviously know that, but for everybody else out there listening to that, you understand if they're getting a 100% return on their deals and they're only getting a total 40% net worth gain, that means that there's a lot of stuff sitting out there on the outside that's in the diversified type investments. Am I close? Yeah, yeah, that's close. And we do also, a lot of that we did move into real estate, but we've only done that in the last year or two. So it, we don't have a conclusion to the It hasn't turned yet. Work. Yeah, I got you. Hey, guys, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you sharing your story with us again. And we look forward to having you on once you get that incredible deal that's coming up here in the future. Thanks for coming on. For the rest of you out there, remember this. It's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for 
you're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.